Chapter 12 of Original Stories from Real Life This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Williams from Derbyshire in the UK. Original Stories from Real Life by Mary Wollstonecraft. Chapter 12, Behaviour to Servants, True Dignity of Character The children not coming down to breakfast one morning at the usual time, Mrs Mason went herself to inquire the reason, and as she entered the apartment, heard Mary say to the maid who assisted her, I wonder at your impertinence to talk thus to me. Do you know who you are speaking to? She was going on, but Mrs Mason interrupted her and answered the question. To a little girl who is only assisted because she is weak. Mary shrunk back abashed and Mrs Mason continued. As you have treated Betty, who is ten years older than yourself, improperly, you must now do everything for yourself. And as you will be some time about it, Caroline and I will eat our breakfast and visit Mrs Truman. By the time we return, you may perhaps have recollected that children are inferior to servants who act from the dictates of reason and whose understandings are arrived at some degree of maturity. While children must be governed and directed till theirs gains strength to work by itself. For it is the proper exercise of our reason that makes us in any degree independent. When Mrs Mason returned, she mildly addressed Mary. I have often told you that every dispensation of providence tended to our improvement. If we do not perversely act contrary to our interest, one being is made dependent on another, that love and forbearance may soften the human heart and that linked together by necessity and the exercise of the social affections, the whole family on earth might have a fellow feeling for each other. By these means we improve one another, but there is no real inferiority. You have read the fable of the head supposing itself superior to the rest of the members, though all are equally necessary to the support of life. If I behave improperly to servants, I am really their inferior, as I abuse a trust and imitate not the being whose servant I am, without a shadow of equality. Children are helpless. I order my servants to wait on you, because you are so, but I have not as much respect for you as for them. You may possibly become a virtuous character. Many of my servants are really so already. 
they have done their duty, filled a humble station as they ought to fill it, conscientiously. And do you dare to despise those whom your Creator approves? Before the greatest earthly beings, I should not be awed. They are my fellow servants. And those superior in rank, which like personal beauty only dazzles vulgar, yet I may possess more knowledge and virtue. The same feeling actuates me when I'm in company with the poor. We are creatures of the same nature, and I may be their inferior in those graces which should adorn my soul and render me truly great. How often must I repeat to you that a child is inferior to a man, because reason is in its infancy, and it is reason which exalts a man above a brute, and the cultivation of it raises the wise man above the ignorant, for wisdom is only another name for virtue. This morning, when I entered your apartment, I heard you insult a worthy servant. You had just said your prayers, but they must have been only the gabble of the tongue. Your heart was not engaged in the sacred employment, or you could not so soon have forgotten that you were a weak, dependent being, and that you were to receive mercy and kindness only on the condition of your practising the same. I advise you to ask Betty to pardon your impertinence. Till you do so, she shall not assist you. You would find yourself very helpless without the assistance of men and women, unable to cook your meat, bake your bread, wash your clothes, or even put them on. Such a helpless creature is a child. I know what you are, you perceive. Mary submitted, and in future, after she said her prayers, remembered that she was to endeavour to curb her temper. End of chapter 12. Recording by Kate Williams from Derbyshire in the UK.